This podcast includes discussion and materials surrounding trauma, and we acknowledge that the content may be difficult. As always, we encourage you to practice good soul care and reach out to someone if you need support. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of season four of the Mindful Marriage Podcast. My name is Brock, and I'm the one of the pastors at Hope Fellowship, and I'm here with Tara Wiedemeyer, licensed professional counselor. How are you, Tara? I'm great, Brock. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Tara is excited about this episode and ready to give us all kinds of wonderful insight and knowledge. It's going to be just a, a bevy of information oh, today. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes, it is. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Tara, we teased this a little bit and saying that we we're going to talk about, uh, we've been talking about trauma all season long and how that affects our behavior and thoughts and everything toward our loved ones. One of the things that is important to me as a pastor is obviously having a relationship with God and having God influence our lives. And I feel like that's a massive part of being healthy is having that relationship with God. But oftentimes throughout history, it seems like the church has played a role in causing people almost not wanting to be with God. There's been some church hurt in that a little bit. And we think that can have a massive impact on your marriage if that peace with God is just kind of out there and not in a good good spot. So we wanted to talk a little bit about that today. Does that sound reasonable to you? Very. Okay. Yes. All right. So, but I, ha- I do have a couple announcements before we get started. So this is the potentially, we'll see how this episode goes because there's a potential this might turn into a two-parter. We'll see what happens. But this is episode eight. So it's the last episode of season four. Potentially the last. Potentially the last. And we will be back in the fall. So that's the big announcement. In the fall of 2022 with season five. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Who would ever thought we'd get to season five? It's true. Yeah. Here we Pretty are. Fun. Pretty okay. Fun. So the first thing that I would like to say, and then Tara, you can give all your expertise as we go along here, is that we realize, and we're going to define church hurt and church abuse here in a second. Yes. But the first thing I'd like to say is that Church hurt is a real deal. Very much so. And if you feel like you've been wounded by the church, wounded by people in the church, wounded by leaders in the church, uh, wounded by doctrine in the church, we we see that. We we see you. We validate that, and that's a real thing. And we validated your experiences. We're not trying to diminish that in any way, shape, or form. We want to validate those experiences. And we, our hope is that we can talk about this a little bit and start a journey of healing, just like we were talking about with trauma, for you to connect again with a great God that really uh, loves you, that cares for you. Uh, wants to help you on this journey. And so that's, that's our hope is that we can talk about this a little bit so that we can get back to that true um, image of who God really is and not what maybe someone or something has done to you in the church. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Okay, Tara is off. Okay, so Tara, why don't you start with us then today and help us define church hurt and church abuse and then let's get started from there. So, these are pretty loose um, definitions, but I think these areas are really, really broad oftentimes, and we kind of made a list, drew it out on a spectrum, and it is not in any way exhaustive um, because this can just be, I mean, it can just go so many directions um, and look and look like so many different things. And it doesn't even always have to be in the church because we we're kind of looking at everything from church hurt to spiritual abuse. And that does not always have to occur within the walls of the church or with a spiritual leader. It could be within families. Um, 
it could be seen in like, you know, parent-child relationships or just even like family of origin dynamics. And so we're kind of just going to jump in. And so please give us some grace as we talk about this because we're kind of, when Brock said I was really excited, it's more like not excited. <laughs> exactly, yes. Because this is, I think it's so common um, and we could talk about this for hours and I just, I don't want to do it a disservice. And so I'm, I'm actually quite hesitant. Yes, so, she is. Because it's just, there's a lot and there's, each person's story is so different and so unique oftentimes and it matters. And so I don't want to be dismissive or invalidate people. So just extend us a little grace and flexibility as we get into this. Yeah. Um, but from so we're kind of looking at church hurt to spiritual abuse. So kind of thinking through the lens of like unintentional hurt to more intentional. And we've just to throw some things out at you, kind of walking down that spectrum, we have got anything from like unmet expectations around like correspondence and communication from like the church or leaders within it. And we'll break down some of these as we go. Yes, bro. Okay. I was just going to say, I didn't know if we were breaking down just oh, yet. So break away. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because I know that, so I, I sit here as a pastor and know that I've probably. You can stop plugging that. Yeah. Caused <laughs> cause some hurt <laughs> along the way. And I have heard people say, hey, I sent an email to the church and no one ever responded. Hey, I called and no one ever responded. And so I'm not here to uh, bring excuses for that, but we know that happens. Yes. And I know there's been some times for me that it's could be just pure unorganized, an unorganized little season. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, the phones are the worst. You hit delete accidentally on a text message, uh, a voicemail or something like that. And so then you're like, oh my gosh, who was that? And so those kind of things happen. Yeah. And so very human things, very, very human digital. things. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, that's our heart behind this whole thing is oftentimes not to justify it. Not no, not at all. It, no. But these things are not a lot of times they're not intentional and that's why I think there's got to be follow-up and communication and learning and accountability. And we're, you know, we're going to talk more about that, but so things like that can hurt, but it, or, or things like that can happen and can very much hurt somebody. But the person who has inflicted the pain may not even be aware. Right. And so that's very different than getting into some of the spiritual abuse where it's more intentional. So We've got that, not getting... So, so, if that happens in the future and you email me or text me or something like that... Send a follow-up email to Brock. Yeah, send a follow-up email, please. It's not intentional. And, and, and seriously, there's just times when it's a little overwhelming with different activities and things and it just gets buried in the list a little bit and you just you make a mistake and that's just being human. And I uh, just wanted to, uh, again, from the church's perspective, as it happened, just apologize for our lack of responsibility on some of those things from time to time. Um, not getting visited... If you or a loved one's in the hospital, to gossip, to leaders leaving, campuses closing, um, not being asked to lead a group or ministry, not getting promoted within that, legalism, um, the way that you have been treated or talked to if there's been a divorce or infidelity, uh, misinterpreted scripture, misuse of funds, feeling less um, or more valuable based on your gender or ethnicity, um, 
And then we get into like abuses of power, which can include just being, you know, heavy handed, manipulating scripture, not just a misinterpreting, but truly manipulating it from like, that's a different angle. Um, calling things prophetic when they're not cults, sexual abuse from leaders. Um, Brock and I both listened to a podcast called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Yep. And we put Mars Hill on here too. And just, so if you've not listened to that, it's it's a good one. But that is a really good example of how some of this can just be so, um, it can happen gradually and there's just enough little, there's enough truth mixed in. So people kind of, they, it's like the metaphor about the frog in the boiling pot of water, you know. But anyways, so that's on here. But so as, you know, and I don't want to even like truly measure these or order them in a lot of ways. So because, again, what hurts someone could be very different than what hurts someone else. And so they get to decide what that looks like. But I do think that there, when we look at this, there are some common denominators that we found. And again, it does, some of this can move from unintentional and unknown to very heavy handed and intentional um, abuses of power. So I don't, for, for the spiritual abuse, how we've kind of defined it is injury or mistreatment of the soul to the deepest parts of our being. Um, an intentional attempt to break one's spirit. With church hurt, I mean, that one is so broad. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunately pretty common. And so kind of anything, unintentional or not, but if you have felt shame, shunned, isolated, hurt, not seen, not heard, not valid or important by something that has occurred, I think it could fall under that category. Yeah. So. And if you are a person that falls in any of those categories, again, um, man, people people make mistakes, like Tara mentioned, that are unintentional, and they make some intentional mistakes because, unfortunately, we've got this beautiful gospel being translated and being given to people by humans that, as we've talked this whole season, that may have their own trauma, mm-hmm. that may have their own pain. And so, they're not their always... biases. It's going to go through those... Yeah. So, they're not going to be perfect in it. Just like we're not going to be perfect in our marriage relationships, there's going to be mistakes that are made. So, that the way we take this beautiful gospel, I just think it's... We have this idea that since it's coming from the church, that none of that should be coming into play. Mm-hmm. These should, people should be acting purely and rightly and, and only thinking of others all the time. And it's just unfortunately not going to happen because we're all human with our own hurts and pains and traumatic experiences that don't always do it well. And again, we're not trying to make an excuse for that, but just realizing that, that again, that's going to happen. more context. Yeah. And anytime we have more context, it can help us. Again, it's not to excuse or justify or shove it under the rug, but... Maybe it challenges us to keep going or to press in, to ask questions, to hold people accountable rather than just like leave or transfer some of that emotion and those ideals that really were f- about humans mm-hmm. onto God. And that's, and I think that happens often too is like we get hurt by the, by humans, but we end up a lot of times feeling abandoned by God or blaming God. And if we, Put that hurt where it belongs. Oftentimes, I, I, I would say most of the time, it belongs with humans. Yeah. And so, I think that's our, our heart for this is to say, if you've placed that human hurt on God, just uh, almost um, a, a calling back to go on a journey 
of, of dealing with that, just like we are talking about dealing with trauma. Explore, not to not going into an agenda or like even asking you to change your mind or right. heart, but to check your heart and to to allow yourself to heal, even though that's uncomfortable and challenging in yeah. and of itself. Because in my experience, having that relationship in a decent spot with God is worth worth so many things. It's worth so much work and so much effort. Again, I don't want to come across as like, hey, heavy-handed in doing that, but just it's it's a beautiful thing that can really be distorted and just to invite you to that journey mm-hmm. to go back and find that beauty again. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things, too, that if you uh, feel like the church uh, has hurt you in any way and just needs somebody to listen to you and just invent and get that out, man, that is such a, a healthy thing to do. And I um, obviously would be honored to to be a part of that journey with you, uh, just to hear your story and to validate your feelings that they are legitimate and just to, you know, and again, to apologize on behalf of uh, leaders of the church that, that may have hurt you, because I think that's a part of it. It's just, because I think as I look at marriage, a lot of it, in any relationship is, am I, am I heard? Can someone hear me? And that goes a long way to just feeling like, hey, I'm, I'm processing. And so if you just need to be heard, man, love to be a part of that journey with you. So, And it, I think even just getting it out and finding someone who is trustworthy, which can be difficult if you, you know, like we've talked about before, it, it can be very difficult to trust people when we've been hurt or we have trauma or, you know, things are distorted. And But finding somebody who's trustworthy just so you can start talking about it, start processing it is so helpful. They don't need to be an expert. They don't need to be a spiritual leader. They don't need like to even say anything. Like you like I'm a therapist and I don't have all the answers at all. Like rarely do I. And so sometimes it's not about what you say, but it's being there. It's holding that space. It's allowing someone to be vulnerable without being judgmental. And that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And so, and I wish leaders in the church would do that more too. Like, you don't have to be like, scripture even tells us, be slow to speak, slow to anger. We don't need to have all the answers. And just because you're in a place of leadership, you you don't have all the answers. And to recognize that and still be humble and to allow people just to feel heard and just be empathetic and compassionate to that goes so far to me you've just defined leadership and i think that's so difficult for people to understand that a lot of leadership is making sure that the people around you feel heard and feel valued and that goes a really long way and but the, one of the things that's funny about growing up being trained to be a pastor is there's almost this emphasis that you have to have all the answers mm-hmm. and that comes back from your understanding of scripture so when people come to you and say hey, here's my problem there's almost this built-in idea that get, get an idea of what they're dealing with and then give them an answer right away from the scripture, from your experience. And so what happens a lot of times is when you, when you do that, you don't fully hear someone's story. So you're applying advice or wisdom to a partial picture of what's really going on. And as I've discovered, as we've talked about on here, that until people feel they don't care what you know until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And so just that idea of listening to people, hearing their stories and just validating their stories is such a vital part. But the problem is we all want that, but there's not a lot of leaders out there that are really good at that because when you start to maybe complain about something that's going wrong in the church, it's, it's saying, Hey, I'm complaining about you. At least it feels that way. So you get, you're tapping into your own trauma, hurts, pains. And, but yet that's not good leadership, but it takes a long time. I think for a pastor to learn, to sit in that, to say, Hey, I just want to make, sure you're heard and I don't necessarily have to teach you anything 
I'm going to let the Holy Spirit do that. And if you ask for my input, my wisdom, well, maybe well, or lack I, their wisdom. I think they need to yeah. be invited in. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I really like if I think it's good for us, difficult and challenging, but good for us and healthy and promotes so much growth to wrestle with things. So if we're given a quick answer or told what to do, and there may be times where that is necessary sure. or really like even vital, but that's how we learn. That's how we grow. We've got to learn to stand on our own two feet, so to speak, and learn how to critically think and discern and listen to the voice of God, like be able to trust ourselves and that check in our spirit. And we don't, we can't do that well or even consistently if we're being told what to do all the time or there is not space created that allows that. And that's a huge gripe of mine because I think, and that's not even just in the church. I think that's our culture yeah, I agree. is like that. And so we we want, like I have people come in all the time and they're like, tell me what to do. And I'm like, that's not my job. Um, I'm not your boss, you know? I am here to help you figure it out, maybe provide some education, some support, some techniques, you know, but if we're just walking around telling people what to do all day, like, that ain't good. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think, too, even the freedom, I, I know as, as if pa- pastors are in a healthy spot, <clears throat> as I lose my voice there, <clears throat> as pastors are in a healthy spot, I think being able to even hear people that think differently than you and think opposite I and mean, not be defensive about it. And not it. be defensive about it. Attack. But that's so difficult yes. to do as a human being. And then you, you put pastors in place that kind of hear some negative feedback on a consistent basis. And it gets a little, it wears you out a little bit. But we've got to be in a healthy spot to let someone vent, even if it's completely opposite of what we have to say, and just hear them and validate them and say, that's going to journey of figuring this truth out together. And I think that's such a rare thing to do. And so I think there's a couple things, if I were just to be able to speak to pastors a little bit, like you mentioned earlier, the James passage about be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. I think that's, if you're a pastor, we've got to learn the skill of just sitting and listening to people, not always just jumping to giving advice, because that's such an easy thing to do as a pastor. And I think there's also the passage that I love that Jesus talks about that oftentimes we're trying to remove a speck of sawdust from someone's eye when we have a plank in our own eye. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for us as pastors. Yes. I think it's so important for us as pastors to go on a journey of being as healthy as we can be. Because as we've talked this whole season about trauma, if we don't deal with those things from our past, they're gonna they're gonna come up, they're gonna affect our current relationships. And so as a pastor, if you're helping out people, man, above all people, that's going a journey of trying to be as healthy as we can be so we don't get lost in those mm-hmm. trigger events and that cause pain in other people. Uh, and just listening uh, without uh, judgment. Uh, we've talked about empathy here before, learning to develop that skill. And then I think the other thing that pastors often do is that we get to the point where we're no longer open to feedback. Mm-hmm. That we don't have people around us saying, hey, that response wasn't the best. The way you worded that email came across as a little sharp or, hey, when you said that. And so, if you get to the place where you don't have people that can honestly speak into your life, because why Why would I be able to know all, all this stuff about myself? I have to have input from others because I can't see all this stuff. But if we're at a spot where we're no longer getting feedback from others about how we're doing, it's a pretty dangerous spot uh, because we self 
self-deception seems to be a large part of the journey of humanity. Mm -hmm. And that old phrase that says power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And unless you have people that can speak into your life, uh, you're going to go down that path where you're going to get corrupted. It's just like having a blind spot in your car. You know, we all have blind spots. We all... We've talked about this. This is a continuous lifelong journey to like for us to get healthier, be more self-aware, more mindful, grow, all those things. And as we do that, we hopefully find those blind spots along the way. But I think they're always there or biases or just, you know, those distorted filters. So if you've got a blind spot in your car, that increases risk. Yeah. Right from the get go, you know, as soon as you start the engine and start moving your car, that's the same thing for us. Like if we don't address those things, lots of things can happen. But what we're talking about today is, I mean, that the potential to hurt other people and that's scary. It's scary. And then we carry with it. We're always talking about the spiritual hurt down to spiritual abuse. As we do the things that we do in the church, we're carrying the name of God with us. So here's this beautiful God that we're inviting people to encounter again. So and it's almost like weaponizing. It's like using faith as a weapon or, the, or God as a weapon. And that is terrifying. Yeah. And then like we talked about before, sometimes that's unintentional. And sometimes, unfortunately, that could be intentional. But as a minister, man, if you're listening to this, we have to go on a journey of being healthy uh, so that we're not doing those things and being aware. And we have to have people around us that can honestly speak truth to us. And if we're not doing those two things, we're really jumping into the spectrum of abuse and manipulation. And those things are just doing anything to help other people. Unless we're doing those things to be healthy, we're going to jump onto the spectrum pretty quickly. So you're basically saying it's good for leaders, pastors to still have a teachable spirit and continue their own journey of growth. And if they don't, we're going to hurt. Watch out. We're going to hurt. Because we're human and, and we get this power thing going and we're not really meant to deal with power very well, it doesn't seem like, because I haven't seen it really play out very well throughout the history of the church. Yeah, so, sure. so, so Tara, um, if you're a person that's been hurt um, through maybe unintentional or intentional things, what, what kind of advice would you give or uh, thoughts would you give to someone? I know Tara just cringed at me when I said the word advice because that's a, that's a no-no word. Um, but what would, you, what would you share with people that are on that journey and how they can begin to find some healing, find that beautiful God we're talking about again? Um, I mean, just some things I think that can always be helpful, but um, asking questions, like I said earlier, like finding somebody who's trustworthy to start the conversation with, maybe even like learning, we may need to learn how to trust ourselves again, because part of this, especially when you get, you know, further down that line or the spectrum, not being able to critically think, discern, or trust your own mind or gut is a symptom oftentimes, um, deliberate or not, you know. So, I think maybe learning to trust yourself again may need to be a thing. Finding people you can trust, going again, if you're willing, like seeking God's counsel on that, spend time with the Lord. Like maybe it's not, maybe you're not actually mad at him or hurt by him or feel abandoned. It is more about people than holding on to that anchor and like digging in and leaning into that, I think can be helpful. Um, there's lots of terrible ones out there, but there's also some really great books and podcasts and articles and stuff going to counseling. Um, if, you know, again, depending on the context, if it's with a certain like leader in the church, maybe going to another one, if you don't feel safe going to the one you feel hurt by and bringing it up 
And again, asking those hard questions, hold people accountable, ask for people to take responsibility. Don't just, just like get mad and leave. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I I think that happens a lot. And if you do need to leave, leave. But a lot of times that can exacerbate the already there stuff. Yeah. So just, I think trust and finding a way to trust yourself and others is huge. Finding ways to still have hope, to still find connection to God, um, finding ways we talked about, this is, wasn't truly even related to what we were talking about when we were planning for this, but we got off on the topic of worship and just the different mediums in which we can do that and how, I think the church has even gotten that wrong a little bit in some areas. And But finding ways to connect with God, to worship God, and it doesn't have to look like, you know, what it looks like in the walls of a church necessarily, you know? Yeah, because so th- sometimes there's this idea that if you're not really into singing or music, then there's something wrong with your spirituality. But there, I've encountered a lot of people that discover God through silence, discover God through nature, writing, art, different things, but just maybe it's finding a different expression that hasn't been shoved down your throat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, or maybe it's been art. Yeah, and mix it up. Yeah, silence. And maybe you do need to come back to some some more music, but yeah. just finding a way to, to be with that beautiful, wonderful God again, have mm-hmm. discussions about that, and just being on that journey, and and uh, I think that's such an important. Deal. And you mentioned some books, like you. So there's books that you can find about spiritual abuse oh, yeah, or spiritual, sure. yeah. But even just like books that speak to where you're at, even if it's not necessarily that topic, but it's maybe you're feeling really anxious about going back to church, or you want to learn how to better, like, be more assertive or communicate. You know. Wherever you're at, like, just find resources um, or ask people about resources so you can start that journey, start that that conversation, whatever that looks like, whatever that means for you, you know. But even, like, sometimes even going back to Scripture and start trying to interpret that for yourself and finding meaning and truth in that so you don't feel so dependent maybe on someone else to give you that, I think is helpful. Um, but I think always like we also need to take responsibility and accountability for our parts in things if it's there so taking inventory to figure that out try and practice self compassion along with compassion for others and then giving people the benefit of the doubt so like going back and i'm not talking about necessarily like on the (laughs) the bigger things further down the line and like the spiritual abuse but like brock said like not responding to emails giving people that benefit out well maybe that just got pushed down in his inbox maybe he um maybe it didn't even go through like whatever but like so send a follow-up email or call him or when you see him at church i'm saying grab him be like hey did you get my email like don't just automatically assume which is hard to do um and that goes back to a lot of what we've talked about you know but once you realize you're maybe doing some of that okay, take a step back. What do I need to do? What is rational? What would I like tell a friend? And then maybe try doing those things. So it's not always personal, even though it feels like it. It is not always um, an attack on us or our character. It's Brock's human and things are going to fall through the cracks sometimes, or he's going to be disorganized or, you know, be out of the office one day and so he's catching up on emails and he would have gotten to yours five minutes after you had the thought of like, well, I'm going to write him off because he didn't get back to me. You know, just stuff like that. So, I think, again, when it's unintentional, 
and I think for the most part, we are good. Most people are, we're inherently good, right? And so, like, people aren't trying to hurt you. And if we can get past that sometimes or work through the debris, we come out better for it. But because of trauma, because of hurts and limiting beliefs and all these things, we will, we just sometimes go straight for that and it's hard to see past it. So that's why I think it's, then it's good to have people around you that can, that you can go to and they can speak truth or they can challenge those thoughts or questions lovingly and you can hear them and may, and be like, oh, you might be right. I didn't think about that. Yeah. And that's, that our egos take a hit when that happens, but I it, they're supposed to. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's so many things we can do, but I think find someone you can talk to, find words to put to this, look for resources, hold people accountable, ask questions. Just, again, our heart on it. I just, I don't want God getting a bad rap right. for this stuff when it's us who are flawed. Yeah, yeah. And so I think if we could leave with one message uh, today, it's, man, we understand the hurt. It's real. It's, uh, it happens. Uh, and we're just inviting us and you to go on a journey of finding some healing because we feel like that relationship with God is such a vital part of having a mindful marriage, of having a healthful marriage, of having a mindful and healthy life. And just know that that's, it's worth a journey. And we're sorry that people, we're sorry that we've gotten in the way. Yeah. Of that, and so like I've been on the receiving end of this, and I I've have been too. on the yeah. like the giving out end of yeah, this. Me too, and I'm sure we all probably have to some degree. And that's the thing is like it's it's gonna happen. Yeah, and so we just if we're always trying to just do better and to get healthier, I think we're all so much better off for it. Yeah. So, guys, thank you. Uh, we made it in one episode, um, and um, did we? We did. Yeah, we we probably Six more. Yeah, yeah. We we probably left out some things, and so thank you for joining us for for season uh, four here. We appreciate that, and and. Uh, Man, check out our so there's a couple things, a couple announcements. Check out our Instagram page. Tara is working so hard on our on our on our Instagram page. Go like, oh subscribe God. to that. And I was also told that we're supposed to start uh, sharing more about if you like the podcast, please subscribe. And so I watched a YouTube video the other day, and this guy said, "Hey, don't forget to smash that subscribe button." Oh gosh! So hey, ladies That's and gentlemen, don't forget to smash that subscribe button to the mind <laughs> to the mindful marriage podcast. But thank you guys, uh, and please let us know um, what we can do to support you and love you. And I just uh, thank you for going on this journey with us. And our email is mindfulmarriagepodcast at gmail.com. Boom, boom. Boom. So don't forget to email us if you have any questions. So thank you, guys. We'll see you in a few months for season five. Have a great uh, summer. summer. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.